so much uh, Dr. Lee Gettys uh, for this opportunity to address a couple of false doctrines, uh, false teachings in our North American context and African context, as some of you know, I'm connected to both Africa, uh, specifically Nigeria, and uh, here in the United States and Canada. Uh, so, so the two things uh, I'm going to address uh, affect evangelicals, uh, in fact, in the Anglican Church and outside the Anglican Church. Um, you know, so, so these are things we deal with uh, in our various contexts here. Uh, let me read from Second John uh, verse, chapter 1, uh, verses 9, 10, and 11. It says, Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, that is the teaching of Scripture, of Christ, do not receive him into your house or give him any greeting. For whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. Uh, you know, we are very polite people. We love to be welcoming. Uh, but the Bible is not welcoming uh, to false teachers. And the Bible doesn't want us to be welcoming uh, to false teachers. In fact, it says, uh, if you greet him, if you greet a false teacher, you're taking part in his wicked works. So false teaching is wicked works. Uh, and I love the way Rico Tice, uh, Reverend Rico Tice uh, put it. He says, false teaching dazzles, then it distorts, then it diverts, and finally it destroys. These are the four stages, time and again, uh, end of quote. So, uh, so we must not be friendly to false teaching. Uh, here are the two false uh, teachings uh, that I want to address today. Uh, one is the prosperity, name it, claim it, declare it, gospel. And then the other one is salvation uh, by death. Uh, this is a form of universalism uh, that I would actually call uh, a gracious universalism uh, that is contrary to scripture. Uh, so we'll look at them one at a time. Uh, prosperity gospel. So what is prosperity uh, gospel? Uh, prosperity gospel uh, is no gospel at all. Uh, it teaches that individuals who exercise true faith in Christ will surely attain physical, material, financial, emotional prosperity in this life. Uh, it also asserts that it is God's will to bless you with good health, happiness, wealth, and anything you believe you must have if you have enough faith. Uh, so, so those are the main issues about the prosperity gospel. If you trust God and if you believe it and you decree it, uh, you can claim it and decree it into being uh, by your spoken words. And this is where the prosperity gospel uh, intersects with the word of faith. You know, so, so if you believe it and you declare it and you claim it, uh, then you will have it. Uh, and of course, uh, they believe that this is possible because Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Uh, and so the curse of the law includes poverty, 
uh, sickness, disease, and all the troubles of this life. Uh, so if Jesus died on the cross and paid the penalty for sin, uh, he has removed the curse, and therefore uh, true believers uh, will not uh, be affected by you know, all of these curses of the law. And of course, uh, if you do not uh, receive these things, if you're a believer in Christ who has been delivered from the curse of the law, uh, but you do not receive deliverance from these causes of the law and do not receive these blessings, uh, either you're not a Christian or you don't have enough faith. Uh, so, so those are the tenets uh, of uh, prosperity gospel. Well, what's wrong uh, with it? Well, the thing that's wrong with it is uh, it is not biblically true. Uh, we need to start from that. Uh, that kind of teaching is not biblically true. Uh, secondly, it is a misrepresentation of God uh, in the sense that uh, this is a form of realized eschatology. Uh, all of these blessings belong to us, no doubt about it. Jesus has redeemed us from all the curses of the law, uh, all of it. Uh, so, so all of these blessings belong to us uh, but uh, most of these blessings belong to the eternal future. Uh, so, so full deliverance uh, from sickness, full deliverance from physical death, uh, full deliverance from poverty and all of that, uh, all of these things will be realized in the eternal future. Uh, so to bring them to the present uh, is the false teaching of realized eschatology. Uh, also, what is wrong with this teaching is it promotes uh, greed and materialism, uh, which the Bible calls idolatry. Uh, so, so this kind of preaching uh, is actually idolatrous, uh, and it puts a person's personal material need uh, above his spiritual needs uh, and above the worship of God and the mission of God uh, in the world. Uh, also, uh, the thing that is wrong with this sort of teaching is that it is pastorally cruel. Uh, it is pastorally cruel in the sense that you preach and tell people if you believe, you know, if you give this money, uh, this is what God is going to do for you, and eventually those things do not come to pass and the people uh, are devastated. Uh, also, this kind of teaching misdirects attention uh, from Christ and his saving gospel uh, to a present uh, personal uh, material and physical well-being. So it is a misdirection uh, from the worship that God uh, wants uh, us to give to him uh, and the focus we must put on Christ and his saving gospel uh, to our present uh, personal well-being. Uh, and also the other thing that's wrong with it is it turns our relationship with God uh, into a quid pro quo uh, relationship uh, wherein God gives us according to what we give him. You know, so when we give to God, then God will give to us. Uh, it's a mathematical quid pro quo uh, relationship, which is a distraction uh, from the biblical teaching that God is a gracious God. Uh, all the blessings of God are based on his grace and mercy uh, uh, toward us, not on the basis of what we do uh, for him. Now, what does the Bible teach? First and foremost, the Bible teaches that physical, material, and financial blessings are not necessarily marks of God's favor or displeasure. Uh, so just because you're wealthy and happy and healthy uh, doesn't mean that you're in good relationship with God. And, and just because you have these problems doesn't mean that you're not in good relationship with God, as we can see from scripture and also from uh, existential uh, reality. Uh, secondly, uh, scripture teaches that Christians who have faith 
uh, can be sick and they can suffer. Uh, they can be in need, uh, you know, and so, uh, so, so uh, just because you have faith doesn't mean you're not going to have problems. Uh, we have the example of Paul the Apostle, you know, and other Christians uh, in the Bible and throughout the history of the church. Uh, so, so, uh, so the Bible warns us uh, not to set our hearts on riches and not to trust uh, in riches. Uh, in fact, the Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. Uh, money is not the root of evil, but the love of money uh, is the root of all evil. So the focus of apostolic preaching and faith is on Christ and his saving death. Uh, that is the focus of biblical preaching, the focus of apostolic preaching, uh, the focus of Christian faith is, is, is on the Trinity, and especially on the person of Jesus uh, and his death on the cross uh, for us. Uh, Jesus purchased all of these blessings. He's redeemed us from the cause of the Lord. That's what the Bible says. Uh, he's actually uh, purchased all of that for us. Uh, so we receive some of those blessings in the present, especially the, the, the spiritual blessings. Uh, we automatically receive these blessings the moment we believe. Uh, but the fullness of the benefit of the death of Christ, uh, which includes uh, physical health and material blessing, uh, the fullness of that, that will come in the new heaven and the new earth. So, so we are assured uh, all these blessings will come to us, uh, not in the present, but in the eternal future. Uh, the blessing of Abraham uh, is not material blessing. Uh, you know, the blessing of Abraham that's spoken about in the New Testament uh, is Jesus himself. Uh, so when you believe in Jesus, you have received the blessing of Abraham, uh, the gift of salvation, and everything that comes from that. Uh, the material blessings of Abraham do not belong to us. You have to be Jewish. You have to move to Jerusalem, uh, and then you can get that. Uh, otherwise, if you believe that is true, uh, then every Christian uh, you know, in America can go to uh, Israel and claim a plot of land. You know, so. Uh, so we don't have that. Uh, the blessing of Abraham is fundamentally Jesus uh, and the gift of his salvation uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so by, the Bible teaches us that God wants to bless us. Uh, he actually wants to bless us. Uh, and sometimes his blessing comes by letting us suffer. Uh, suffering can be a blessing from God uh, for us. So, so don't uh, waste your suffering uh, because God is blessing you sometimes through that suffering. Uh, but also, uh, God blesses us materially, uh, God blesses us uh, physically, uh, spiritually, uh, so it is important that we pray. Let us pray for God's blessings, uh, you know, to heal us, uh, to, to provide financial resources for us, uh, and be content with what God gives to us. Uh, but we cannot say, you know, we're going to sow this seed, and then after that, uh, you know, God is going to bless our socks off. Uh, that is not b uh, biblical teaching. So we pray and trust him uh, to, to bless us in the way he wants to bless us in accordance with his sovereign uh, purpose and uh, his sovereign providence. Uh, so that is the first, uh, uh, first teaching that we deal with in North America and uh, in Africa. The second false teaching that I want to address today is salvation by death. Uh, in fact, um, you know, in 2016, uh, Lifeway Research here in America uh, found out that 64% of evangelicals uh, in North America uh, believe that uh, 
you know, when you die, you go to heaven to meet with your loved ones. Uh, so, 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 so lots of evangelicals do this, uh, believe this. Uh, and you hear it in their sermons uh, during funerals. Uh, everybody who dies in America and everybody who dies in Africa goes to heaven. Uh, you know, so evangelical preachers preach it. Uh, I remember seeing a bumper sticker that says, live your life in such a way that the pastor will not have to tell a lie at your funeral. Uh, because uh, evangelical pastors, liberal pastors, uh, you know, tell everybody uh, that our brother, our sister has gone to be with the Lord. Uh, well, no, uh, some of them went to hell. Uh, so, so salvation by death uh, is not biblical teaching. Uh, so that is what's wrong with it. Uh, the Bible does not teach it. Uh, in fact, most religions uh, in the world do not teach salvation by death. Uh, Hinduism doesn't teach that. Buddhism doesn't teach that. Uh, Islam uh, doesn't teach that. Uh, so so uh, and Christianity definitely does not teach salvation uh, because you're dead. Uh, and uh, also, uh, it's a very cruel teaching. Uh, it's a very cruel, pastorally cruel belief uh, because it gives people false hopes. Uh, you know, when they come for funerals and hear that this wicked man, this wicked woman, woman that they knew has not gone to be with the Lord, it gives them hope uh, that they, are so, they also are going to go to be with the Lord. Uh, and that is false hope and uh, it's very cruel. And it really does not make sense. Uh, because it is a denial of present and eternal justice. Uh, we are saying that God doesn't care about what you do. It doesn't matter what you do, even if you rape your daughters, you know, sexually molest your children, you know, or molest people and, and you're wicked. Uh, all you need to do is to die and everything will be wiped away. Uh, so it is, it is insensitive, it is unjust, and it is a false representation of God. Well, what does the Bible teach? Uh, definitely, the Bible does not teach salvation by death. The Bible teaches that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Uh, that is what the Bible teaches. Uh, and that is why Jesus said uh, in John chapter 14, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Uh, so that is the teaching of scripture. Uh, we are saved by faith in Christ alone. Uh, and it is because of the grace and the mercy of God that is seen in the death and resurrection of Jesus uh, for us. Uh, and also in Acts chapter 4, uh, verse 12, uh, the Bible says there is no other name uh, given amongst men uh, by which we will be saved except the name of Jesus. Uh, so, so Jesus is the only one uh, that saves us because he died on the cross of Calvary and paid the penalty for our sins, and then he rose again on the third day, and as a result of that, uh, our sins are forgiven uh, for those who believe. You know, we are justified, we are declared righteous, and we are given the gift of righteousness. Uh, we are reconciled uh, with God and of course, we're given the gift of eternal life, uh, the indwelling gift of the Holy Spirit. We are given access to God. Uh, we are completely saved and eternally uh, saved. Uh, so that is the only way we'll be saved. Uh, it is not because you die or because you're a good person. Uh, uh, nobody is good uh, enough for God. Uh, you know, we've all fallen short uh, of the glory of God and we've all strayed away uh, from him 
And so, uh, so I want to encourage all of us listening today uh, that uh, it is by grace alone, uh, through faith, faith alone, in Christ alone, uh, that we are saved. And that is good news for me, and that is good news for all of us. And it is simple. Uh, all you need to do is to repent of your sin and believe in Jesus, and the Lord will forgive you, and you are ready to die and then you go to heaven. Uh, if you don't do that, uh, dying will not save you. Uh, in fact, it opens the door to eternal uh, damnation and eternal suffering, and God doesn't want that for you. Uh, may the Lord bless you. I hope to talk to you again.